Welcome to Jets Rewind. I'm Marty Shupak, and I'm recording this from Valley Cottage, New York. The date is on uh, Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. We're a couple of days before Christmas Eve and uh, three days before Christmas. I want to wish a Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Hopefully, um, you're having a safe holiday season. You will have a safe holiday season. Please take as uh, many precautions as you can with the COVID situation. You, the choice is up to you as to what, how you're going to handle it. I say that all the time. I'm a believer in it's up to the person. Um, I've been vaccinated. I've been boosted. But the situation should be discussed with your own doctor. Then you decide what you want to do. But in discussing, um, and by the way, I hope to be joined by uh, Ray Clifford shortly. But talking about COVID, the Jets, the last few days, just got hit bad with COVID. And um, it's the list is just going on and on, just so you know. Right now, I'm going to read all the players that uh, ha- are on the COVID Reserve 19 list. Elijah Vera Tucker, Michael Carter II, that's the cornerback, uh, Justin Hardy, uh, Blake Cashman. I don't even know why they mentioned that guy. Um, Follow Fadakasi, John Franklin Myers, Elijah Moore, Jeff Smith. <clears throat> now, Elijah Moore went to play it anyway. Safety, Sharon Neesman. And there's some players from the practice squad. Uh, Noah Dawkins, Lamar Jackson, that's the cornerback. Tanzel Smart, the defensive lineman, wide receiver, Vincent Smith. And it was just announced a little while ago that um, right now our coach, Robert Sala, has COVID. So he didn't run practice today. And also added to the list is Ashton Davis, defensive tackle Jonathan Marshall, tight end Kenny Uboa. So right now we have 17 players in the COVID list and, and one head coach. But listen, uh, everyone's in the same situation. And I'm sure today is Wednesday I'm recording this at seven o'clock and the situation I promise you will change. And there are new COVID rules in effect. This does not mean that every one of those players won't be playing. Uh, The protocol is that they have, they can be tested within, I believe 48 hours if they've been vaccinated and if they uh, don't have a positive test and they get retested, I think they could play. So it's, listen, these are the times we live in. I'll get to this more a little bit later when Ray comes on. Uh, But this, as we play, we're going to be playing um, the Jaguars. And I would say that after the Jaguars, we had Tampa Bay and Buffalo. The way things are going, I I would think that the Jaguars are the only realistic chance we have to win a game. They're just coming off some turmoil uh, uh, with their coach who was just fired. I was hoping he would um, he would last at least through this game because of the turmoil. But we'll have to see if things calm down. And uh, after this um, uh, game this week, they're going to be playing Buffalo. And I'm sorry, they'll be playing Tampa Bay. 
And after that, they'll be playing Buffalo. And there'll be playoff implications with those games. So I think it's going to be tough for the Jets to win. Hi, Ray. I see we're joined by Ray Clifford. I started, Ray. No, that's fine. I went over the COVID list. Uh, Turn up your sound just a little bit, I think. And um, I gave the latest. I sent you a text with the latest you saw about Ashton Davis. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't say Ashton Davis. Yeah, Ashton. Now it's up to 17. Uh, (laughs) I know. Ashton Davis is uh, on the list um, along with – I just had it and I just – misplaced it uh boy let's see um and by the way tight ends coach ron middleton will be the interim head coach at least for practice today and maybe through the uh to the game if uh robert salad cannot coach you know it's funny ray i would have thought that um boyer would have taken over i don't know why so i'm a little surprised at that but uh, we'll get into that in a minute and um so that's about the situation, though. It's, it's, it's not great for the Jets. It's not great for the league. And as I just mentioned before Ray came on, I think this was our only winnable game as far as the season goes. And, Ray, in addition to Ashton Davis, defensive tackle Jonathan Marshall, tight end Kenny Yeboah. So now we have 17 players and one head coach. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, and, Ray, I, as I said, I, it, this is going to change yeah. before Sunday. All right? It'll, it'll sway – the more players, less players, you'll see um, um, uh, Jacksonville, they'll have players. I mean, an hour after they announced Robert Sala, they announced the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. I guess it's Nick Seriani. He he was tested positive. It seems to me, Ray, they're, te- they're testing these guys like it seems like hourly. It's unbelievable. Uh, I think they bumped up the testing, but they also, I know they changed it from you don't have to have two negative tests now you only have to have one to be okay to play so there's quite a bit of time before before the game so um i I think maybe most of these guys will actually be active for the game hopefully but you know i don't know i don't know you know i'm so not sure how this whole virus thing is working now whether or not this omicron sticks around or if it's not the variant. I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's a scary thought that our left side uh, might have uh, kind of McDermott, who didn't play awful the first half last week. <coughs> Dan Feeney at guard, so that doesn't yeah. bode well for our quarterback. But as you said, we'll have to see. Ray, I put together a quick trivia question for you. All right, okay, which I'll get to right now. Excuse me for a second as I take a swig of my... Uh, no problem. Let me run and turn on my TV sound. It's probably coming through for you. I'll be right back. It is, yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm going to get right to this trivia question as soon as Ray comes back. And as you know, the uh, college playoffs uh, are going to be on New Year's Eve. And I'm just hoping that they don't have to put a lot of uh, protocols in place and that there'll be a full crowd. I'm not sure there will be. I live outside of New York City, so I, I just have a feeling they might call off the Times Square for New Year's Eve. All right, Ray, here's your trivia right. question, okay? I'm ready. The Jets have a kicker who's batting a 1,000, Eddie Pinheiro. All right? And Sign him. <laughs> Extend him. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but he, he's played for a lot of teams. But the, the, the good news is he's actually started playing football late. <clears throat> is, um, he was born in Florida to Cuban and, and Nicaraguan immigrants. His father came from Cuba, Cuba at nine in the, um, the boat lift in 1980. And um, he played, uh, the father played professional soccer. He yeah, actually, right. yeah, he actually encouraged his son, the Jets kicker Eddie, to try uh, football, which he did. And there was an open tryout. I won't give you the city, but uh, during that open tryout, he made a commitment. He was offered to play at a college, big-time college, and he made an oral commitment to play at this college. This is the trivia question. He later withdrew from that college, and he played at Florida. All right? So I want to ask you, Ray, what do you think was the big-time college that he committed to and later withdrew and went to Florida? Think about that, too, okay? And I'll, t- I'll give you a hint. It's a top-10 school, major school. With that, Ray, I just want to mention uh, a question I heard <laughs> given by Rich Samidi. You might find interesting, as this week – um, Zach Wilson, a number two pick, will be playing Trevor Lawrence, a number one pick. Uh, according to Rich Simi, Rich Simi, this happened three times before, which I'll just read it off. I thought it was interesting. It was Drew Bledsoe against Rick Meyer. This is in their rookie year. Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf in their rookie year. And Marcus Mariota and Jamison Winston in their rookie year. So this is the fourth time in modern age football that the number one, two pick will be starting against the number one pick if neither of them get COVID. So we'll have to see Ray, the, the Jets lost the game to the Dolphins. We didn't go over it was a little more competitive. And I just want to spend a few minutes talking about it. We're going to get back to the COVID list in detail in a little while in the show, but I just want to hear your feelings because you didn't see it live. You had to record it. I saw it live. And um, I want to know your thoughts on what you, you saw in Zach Wilson and the, and the team. Well, I, I mean, I know you disagree, but I was, uh, I was fine with Zach. I mean, I wasn't excited about, well, I was, the first half had me a bit excited. He hasn't looked that good in the first half yet. So uh, <clears throat> to play the way he did, I think a lot of it, though, had to do with how the offensive line played. And um, in the second half, he struggled. The offensive line struggled. He was under pretty much constant pressure. Um, and that's when the errant throws started showing up again. And um, he – I think part of the problem is he starts feeling the pressure too fast. He's looking to get out of there pretty quick. Um, and in college, that probably wasn't a big deal. He could get out of there, elude most people and get out and, and make plays, but this isn't college and, and he's facing some good defenses these days. So, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's struggling, but I thought he played a much better game overall than we've seen yet, you know, really out of him. Um, the, the second half though was more of the same, but I, I don't put that all on him. I put it on a lot of things. We don't have that number one receiver we need, whether it's because uh, 
Corey Davis is injured or Elijah Moore was out, but we need somebody who he can re- rely on. And I think that's where we miss having a top-notch tight end. And that just, you know, losing Ryan Griffin as much as he wasn't the, the greatest just makes it even a thinner group. Um, I was hoping Yaboa at some point would maybe step up and, but haven't seen him. So, and again, our defense can't tackle to save their lives. Um, that's, I mean, every running back in the NFL who sees the Jets on their schedule must be just loving it because they know they've got a, a big day ahead of them because I don't, have we held a, when's the last time we held a team under a hundred yards rushing? Have we done it? Have we done it all year? We, we make them all look like Jim Brown. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So every game, I all in all, and, um, like it. Yeah. It was a it was a good good game because it was close. But you know, as a it was a a little defense like we played in a few games, like against the Titans and against Cincinnati, and we played even half that way. We might be talking about it differently, but they couldn't stop them. I mean, yeah, they made. Uh, I can't think of the one guy's name, but uh, Duke Johnson was the other. Duke Johnson, yeah. And Duke the, Johnson, but the, even the backup came in and ran all over him, too. Well, he was actually the – originally he was a starter. He was out because of – probably because of COVID, I guess. But um, he came back and filled in nicely and broke off a big run or two. How do you like our tackling on defense, Ray? <laughs> that's what – you know, that's what I was saying. We wanted up, you know – and tackling, yeah. How do you like Ashton Davis? He was terrible. I mean, he had an interception, but man, he that should guy, have had two, but <laughs> he, yeah, he should have had two. But he, he, the angles he takes, and I don't know what it is. Sometimes on the sidelines, he can't even just push a guy out of bounds. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, you know, we we make them all look like they're you know, unbelievable. I, I, yeah, they were back to back plays. I thought I didn't. You can't really say it was a turning point, but there were such negative plays. And it, one was on a third down pass to Keelan Cole that he dropped. It was such a catchable ball. Yeah. I was so happy when they picked up this guy, and he's been a little bit of a disappointment. Right after that play, they punted. And um, our, our favorite player, uh, Jason Pinnock, for the second week in a row, our gunner roughed a player calling a fair catch. Last week it was yeah, that Justin was. Hardy. That was one I, I play. I don't agree with that call in this one. You what? I don't agree with that call in this one. He put his hand up. I mean, it wasn't like uh, – Well, I don't, no, don't get me wrong. I don't disagree with the call. I tell you, I don't – I shouldn't have said he, I disagree with it. The call was correct. I mean, that's, that's not uh, – I don't – blame him from the standpoint of he was he was kind of battling with the guy and I think he he was fighting with the, the blocker when he tried to when the guy raised his hand and didn't he, he didn't know he, he didn't do it because he so you know the other week he's just bearing down and he just didn't let up but and I thought that uh you know it, it was a bad play but I, I just he didn't see it. Clearly, he didn't see it. I mean, because he never, he never slowed down. Right. And, uh, he just blasted him. So he just, he just, you know, you get down there and you're fighting off a blocker. You don't always see what they're doing. Right. Uh, just to uh, do kind of a mea culpa, I've been on our quarterback Zach Wilson the last three weeks 
very negative, saying, I don't think he's the right guy. He's making the same mistakes over and over. To me, he looked very good the first half. He was decisive. His passes were precision-like. And uh, he did a good job, two nice drives, taking him down the field. He was hitting short passes. And keep in mind that he didn't have his two starting wide receivers, uh, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. So I thought the first half he did well. The second half, uh, I thought, you know, it got into his head when he gets hit a few times. He was sacked once in the first half, I think five times in the second half. And it happens. He's a rookie quarterback. I'm hoping that he has a future. He shows some grit and toughness to me sometimes when he does these quarterback sneaks and sometimes when he scrambles. I mean, the guy had a wonderful scramble. I don't want him to scramble a lot because he's going to get hurt, just like you see Lamar Jackson. Um, also, the Jets, talking about Lamar Jackson, talk, the Baltimore Raven Lamar Jackson, the Jets are the second most injured team in the league behind the Baltimore Ravens. So I think there's hope. I hope I'm wrong about him that, and he does pan out. The thing, Ray, and I mentioned to you, I am so sick and tired, and it's going back to Mark Sanchez, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Josh McCown, uh, Sam Darnold. Five to eight times a year, I'm watching the screen, and I, my eye catches the guy on the edge. He comes in and wallops the quarterback untouched. Why is this constantly happening to the Jets? I, I just – I don't see it in other games. I see it once in a while, but it seems like the Jets, it's like constantly happen. Guys are going in untouched. It doesn't matter who our quarterback is. doesn't matter who our coach is. doesn't matter who our offensive line is. Something is, is wrong. I don't know what it is. I, I got the impression when I watched the replay that somebody, and I think it was, was it Coleman that was in the backfield on that play? I'm Kevin not sure. Coleman? I think it was. I think either him or Griffin got their blocking assignment mixed up, but the way Griffin just kind of let him go and then ran out into the flat made me think that, Coleman was supposed to be here at least he thought Coleman was staying in the block that's how, that's what it looked like to me and uh so somebody did obviously missed their assignment and uh they they kind of made it sound like the tackle wasn't there but I didn't get the impression that he thought he was supposed to be handling that either so I don't I don't know somebody missed their assignment badly and it yeah. causes a big it just seems like it's 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 a movie we see every year sometimes every other every week. game <laughs> it's almost every game it's just yeah. I, i've never seen anything like it ray um three players i want to talk about I, I actually want to give them some kudos uh i've been on cj mosley <clears throat> and he opted out last year and i said He's a accumulator, like a baseball player, accumulating stacks. I said that a couple of weeks ago. I want to give him props because at least this guy is coming to play and he's playing hard. He's got crap linebackers around him. 
The defensive line isn't doing well. He's not making superstar plays, but Ray, I, I think the last two games he's been okay. And they, they have him for one more year because he's going to make 18 million. He's not going anywhere. I want to talk about him. I want to give a prop to, uh, before I got hurt, George Fan. Everybody thought the Jets weren't going to take him back next year. The first two years were guaranteed. I think the Jets would be stupid not to keep him yep. next year, especially with our situation with our great number one pick last year. And the other one is, and we spoke about him, he didn't have a great game. He got hit. He got uh, burnt on a slant for a touchdown. He missed one, maybe two tackles. But Bryce Hall, I I really believe, and I know you don't, that except for the fact that he, he doesn't intercept anything, he has a shot to be a real good defensive back and maybe a number one. And I want Jet fans just to realize that he didn't play the first half of last year. He was coming off a horrific injury, which sometimes takes more than a year just to uh, repair itself psychologically. So I'm really hoping that if Joe Douglas drafts some good defensive players that he'll, he'll really shine. I think the Jets found something when they drafted him. So I want your opinion on those three guys, C.J. Mosley, George Fan, and um, Bryce Hall. Um, I think Mosley's importance is that he seems to have everybody where they need to be. Um, and he makes plays, you know, sometimes too. He's not, you know, he lost weight to be more, to be quicker and stuff. But I think that's also uh, at times shown that he's, you know, lost a little of his, I won't say toughness in, in terms of trying, but toughness in terms of bringing a guy down sometimes. I think he's been, uh, I think he's been pushed around a little more than he used to be when he was a little bigger. Um, but I, I still, I mean, I like him. Uh, but you know, we don't have, you know, we don't have anybody else to go with him right now. Um, George Fan, what's your take on George Fan? George Fan, we have to keep him. I mean, there's no way you can let that guy. I mean, unless you're planning on drafting a bunch of linemen or signing some top free agents, he's been, you know, he's been the only thing that saved us this year because. If he wasn't there, I'm not sure. As bad as we've looked at times, I'm not sure what we would have accomplished with, uh, you know, with some of these other guys if they were, you know, McGovern or, or was it McDermott? Yeah, McDermott. McGovern's a center. Um, McGovern's a center. And and McDermott, I give him and, credit. I don't like him, but he first half last week he played well. Yeah. And then as far as Bryce Hall, I, I you know, he has potential. I, I don't think he'll ever be a full-on number one, but that doesn't mean he couldn't be. I mean, I could be wrong. He might still be healing. I look at him as kind of like a, well, like an Antonio Cromartie to a Darrell Rivas. Um, he's talented. I just don't know if he'll ever be that talented. Um, he doesn't have blazing speed, but, you know, you can make up for that, but he's got a, he's really got to uh, uh, work on his technique more than if he's going to be a number one. Right. And you mentioned Antonio Cromartie, a little bit of J 
Jet Trivia, which I mentioned to you. He's now the defensive uh, backfield coach at Texas A&M. So we wish yeah. Marty a lot of luck, and hopefully he makes a lot of money. Because uh, I always liked him. Yeah, he's got a lot of mouths to feed. I was going to say, he needs to keep working. He does. He does, like like all of us. Ray, okay, I'm going to name a few players. We've done this before. There's a couple repeated. I want your reaction, yes or no. Are they going to be a Jet in 2022? You ready? Here we go. Yep. Keelan Cole. He's on a one-year yeah. contract. I think he will. Unless they draft some receivers, I think he'll be back. So you think they'll sign? All right. George Fant, one year left on his contract. I hope so, yeah. I, I really think he will after how this year's gone. He's uh, shown his worth. Denzel Mims. No. Okay. I don't see him making that effort either. He looks like he's kind of mailed it in, just kind of getting through. He doesn't he doesn't make he, any he, he any impact plays. Other than penalties on the in the games that I've seen him in the last three games, uh, look, I'm going to say two things. We all owe our coach and staff an apology because we were crying at the beginning of the year that we wanted him in the game, and this guy is really turning out to be one of the biggest disappointments. But whatever the case is, if he wants to be an NFL player, can he yeah, at he's... least look like he's interested in playing? Yeah. You know, and maybe, you know, that you know, a different spot will motivate them. Hopefully it's just not on somebody like the Patriots or the Bills or the Dolphins. But, well, um, see. I, you know, maybe you'll head back down south and get some some time with, like, the Texans or the Cowboys and, you know, find his game. But, you know. Oh, what a disappointment. Yeah. I mean, that look, that whole 2020 draft, you might as well just pass over the Jets. It's just, you know, except for Bryce Hall and, and the punter, uh, it was just ter a terrible draft. It really was. All right, Ray, uh, will he be a Jet next year? Yes or no? Sheldon Rankins. Um, I don't know. That's a no. But I, I could, you know, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I didn't think that uh, Nathan Shepard would still be there, but – He's still on the oh, he, team. He's, so. he's terrible. He he was he played like forty four snaps. Is wasn't in on one tackle this past Sunday. He's just awful. <laughs> he really is. All right. How about uh, Jared Davis? No. So don't hesitate, Ray. If you're going to say because if he's a Jet next year, I'm going to get a Patriot jersey. I'm telling you, he's terrible. I think you already right. got one hanging there in the yeah. Brady one or something. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> it's Tampa Bay with Brady. All right, last one. This is a tough one. I think he's got one year left. Connor McGovern. Yeah, I think he'll he'll be back. Uh, I, I hope even not. if they, you know, they'd have to either sign a top one, which they didn't do last year. So you know, uh, this year, I, uh, even if they draft one, there's no guarantee they wouldn't let him sit for a year. Ray, I, I, I don't know if you saw the agenda I sent you because I had a little bit of a draft preview. I picked two positions, but I want to skip over the offensive line and tell you my thoughts. You had mentioned early in the show how the Jets really don't have a number one receiver. Yeah. Right now, as it stands, I think with their two first-round picks, I think they pick fourth and eighth. 
I would love them to trade back on that eighth pick and accumulate another pick or two, either in the first, second, or third round. And there's some receivers that I really like, and I want your thoughts. Uh, I really love the two receivers from Ohio State, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. I think these guys could be game changers. What I like about Olave, uh, they both run good, very good routes, but he's really good on contested passes, I noticed, too, underrated. He catches everything. Yeah, another player is um, he's from USC, and the reason I like him, his name is Drake London, 6'5". He's going to go in the first round. He's been out of uh, on his injury. I don't know exactly what the injury is, but it's not a major injury. And the interesting part, he still leads the country in contested catches. And I've reviewed film of this guy. He's very good. And there's another guy, Trailing Burks, I spoke to you about from Arkansas. He had a very good game against Alabama. And my only concern about Burks is the way he plays, he's – more fast and quick, and I'm always concerned about the bigger guys over 6-1 able to get off the line of scrimmage. So, and the last one is a guy I really love, and they might be able to get him in the second round. He's not that tall. Uh, Jahan Dotson from Penn State, he's 5'11". The reason I like him, this guy has an incredible knack for catching balls that are not thrown exactly where they should be, like either behind them or down low, and um, you could say I'm thinking of Zach Wilson, but he he makes some tremendous plays, and he's actually was living uh, in Newark, New Jersey. So I just want your feeling about um, if they could trade back, accumulate a couple of picks, take in either one of these guys or another receiver, and what's your feeling? Do you have any thoughts on any of the players I mentioned? Um. Well, I get to see Olave and Wilson mostly up close, and I see a lot of Dotson. Dotson's an all-around guy. I'm not sure he's a number one guy, though. Um, Olave's problem is he catches everything, but he's not uh, blazing speed. He's not slow, obviously, but he's not blazing speed. Garrett Wilson's the all-around guy, um, and he's the guy who – but, you know – because we have Elijah Moore, I'm not sure we need another guy like that. But Garrett Wilson has the speed to be a number one guy. He grew a lot this year from last year when Olave was out. You could see the difference. Wilson Wilson struggled. But this year he was completely different. He, he, uh, he returned some kicks. He, you know, when they do a trick play, it's to him. He's the guy who breaks the, you know, breaks the long one, you know, out of a, just a, wide receiver screen and he takes it all the way. And so the, the all around playmaker is Wilson, but Olave to me was the guy who was, you know, if you had a problem, you throw it out there and put it up high and he'll go get it. And he just, you know, he catches everything. I I don't know, you know, how else to describe him. He's not huge though. I mean, he's, he's tall, but he's, he's not a, I mean, he's bigger than, uh, uh, who is it there that I always blank on the name? The guy who won the Heisman last year out of Alabama. He's not skinny like him, but oh, he's the, not the guy on the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm 
yeah. blanking the names, but um, not Waddle, the other guy. No, yeah, yeah. Waddle went to Miami. We although yeah. he was out, luckily that that was another thing that helped us last week. But he he's bigger than him, but he's not a big guy. But he plays big. He's not super physical from a standpoint of he's that he's hard to tackle, but he can go up and he just seems to catch everything. I don't know anything about. I I, I saw a little of Drake. Devontae Smith. Yeah. yeah, that's who. It, yeah, Devontae. Well, well, then just so so again, he's I don't want to like him. I don't want to turn this into a draft show, but um, they have another player now. I guess what is his Williams, Alabama. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's your take on him? He's been moving up the charts pretty quick. I mean, he looks uh, great. Yeah, he looks good. Um, and he makes these clutch, clutch plays. Yeah. So know, what, I, I think if anything, on? Alabama, you know, if, if you're going to draft somebody out of Alabama, either draft a lineman or a, or a receiver, to me, are the, the guys that seem to be coming out of there like nothing. I mean, you could say running back too, but we've gotten so far away from the running game and, and the pro football in terms of that being your your focus anymore. That uh, like in basketball, they, everybody throws up threes. Well, in football now, everybody's looking for receivers because they're chucking the ball all over the field. Um, not that the running backs aren't good, and but it's not the focus of an offense anymore like it used to be, you know. But uh, – I don't know much about this kid out of Arkansas at all. He, um, he's really good. He makes plays. And actually, if you saw the Arkansas-Alabama game, he was like a man against boys. He was really good. He was getting open. Just so you know, uh, Jameson Williams is a 6'1". Or he's listed at 6'2", 189. I mean, again, you can't – you and me watch Alabama a lot. And the stats, you really yeah. inflate a lot. But he's got 68 receptions. 1,445 yards, 15 TDs. His average per reception is 21.3. Keep in mind, he was catching passes from the Heisman Trophy winner that had an unbelievable year. So, But what's your thoughts about if we pick fourth and eighth, if we move down from, let's say, I'm just hypothetical, eighth to, let's say, 15th, and we got another second, and then, and let's say two thirds. What do you think? The, the the draft is pretty heavy in offensive linemen and defensive backs. So I want to know your thoughts. Not so much the players, but the theory about trading back. Well, I didn't look at the the draft chart to add it all up, but uh, I would think we could get more than a second and two thirds for the number eight. You know, a top ten pick. But you know, oh, I don't let's know. let's say you get. Uh, you get Plus a, late, a later number one and two number twos this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, definitely I'd take that. Um, okay. Even if it was a late number one and a a second and a fourth or something, I, I would probably take it. But, yeah, if you give me another. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you would get, of course, you, you're not going to lose a number one pick. You're going to move down. You're going to trade down. And another number eight, one on top eighth of Eighth to 15th. So you get the 15th pick. Oh, Okay. And then you get the uh, let's say you're going to get the fifteenth pick in the second round. Let's say they have another pick, the twenty fifth pick. You get. I, I think you have to spread your risk. Everything going on now, the way these players. Well, I, I wouldn't. I don't disagree with you from the standpoint of we have two number ones. If we only had one number one and it's in the top five, I'm probably unless we get a boatload. Uh, 
Um, I'm probably not trading that to accumulate picks if the right guy is there. I'm not. Well, with that pick, I, you know, I, I'm hoping the other teams aren't listening, which some of them do, but I I really like Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Alabama, or there's a guy from A&M. I think his name's Leo defensive lineman. There's another guy, defensive lineman Davis from Georgia. He's like 345, and it's like, Ray, if, if whatever team gets him, you're not going to see any of those holes you've seen the last three weeks on the Jets, the Jets get him. Who's the guy that the Patriots had at the middle of all those years, that big guy? You mean at center? No, 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 defense. Oh, on defense. Began with the, with and then the, he, ended up, he ended up down with the uh, Texans. Yeah, it began with a W, was it? Uh, God, I don't know. It was just like that guy. That, right. that guy, yeah. was he was impossible to move. The guy well, played, if we got somebody like that, you'd see, a, uh, I mean, as much as Quinn and Williams has been good at times and then disappear, he'd be, he'd yeah, benefit it, greatly from that. You have to, I think you have to get him. Um, uh, you know what? At this point, I think there are more offensive linemen. I'm just looking than uh, defensive linemen. So I, I think, let me just get his name. Uh, the Marvin Leal, Texas A&M, 6'4", 291 defensive end. Uh, and he, you know, he's like a phenomenal player. And he's a, he's, he's a top 10 player. He's re- actually on a lot of draft boards, he's ranked in the top five. So if I said to you, you could either have um, the Marvin Leal or the guy Evan Neal from Alabama, if you want to, what would you rather do, go offense or defense with that first pick? Well, I'd I'd prefer to go offense, but as bad as our defensive line has been, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking we're gonna have to consider that as well, because um, you know, if if nothing else, if we if our defense could tackle, we'd we'd probably still be in in games, but you know, we can't we can't get off the field. To, you know, these teams are doing these eight minute drives on us all the time. And it's not all because they're out there because the offense went three and out. They're out there because they can't make a stop on third down. So um, I, I'd probably be okay with either now. I, I you know, early, most of the year I've been saying offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. But geez, watching teams run on us is getting a little old. Right. Yeah. Um... Let me just get the stats. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking going with defense. Um, again, I'm I'm not optimistic about uh, Makai Becton. I know Jet fans thinks he's like incredibly talented. I, I'd be shocked if they signed his fifth year option the way it's going. You're going to see him uh, in the tent, like by the second or third game I, to next year. I guarantee it. And that's only he if play he, again this year. He's not going to play. I told you guys that. I thought they said, well, you oh, always, forget you always, that. Don't listen. They listen to I, I told you and Ralph. I went by with what you said. We'd, half the guys on the team wouldn't be there right now, but I'm not sure who would be. <laughs> well, but. anyway, uh, this guy, Jordan Davis from Georgia, and I want you to watch him uh, when they play in the playoffs, okay? He's 6'6", yep. 330, and they just say, you can't move this guy. You can't move him. The guy is like unmovable. You know what I mean? That's the type of guy they need. That will just, I don't even care 
if he, he ends up the game with no tackles. I just want him to – I don't want him to be moved backwards. Yeah. And that's the type of play he is. All right, Ray, we got to close this out because we're um, running into the fourth quarter. I'm going to go back to the uh, trivia question. Our kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, uh, went to Florida, but he made an oral commitment – to another school that he backed out of, a major school. You have one guess, Ray. What was the school that he backed out of? I'm going to go with (laughs) – my dream would be Alabama, but no. um, Say Texas. Should have went with your first dream. It's Alabama. Alabama. I'm surprised that Nick didn't make a stink about it. No, no. And actually, I, I had written, I had uh, I thought I had copied something, but apparently Alabama had an open tryout and uh, there were hundreds of kickers. Oh, here I found it. Uh, in 2015, Pinero went to an open kicking combine at Alabama. Out of hundreds of kickers, Alabama coach Nick Saban narrowed his scholarship offers to Chris Salick and Pinero. Pinero verbally committed to Alabama but later tried out for Florida and ultimately chose to play there. I think that's pretty interesting. The one thing I'll say this, and Ray, um, in case Jeff, you and Jeff fans don't know, he's played on a lot of teams, and we know he had some bad luck with Chicago. Was it Chicago last year? I think. Was he the one that missed the kicks? But anyway, uh, he, he played uh, the Oakland Raiders 2018, the Bears 2019, 2020. Indianapolis Colts 2021. I think he was on the practice squad and the Washington football team 2021. And now he's on the Jets. So far, he's been perfect. I believe he hasn't missed a field goal, hasn't missed an extra point. So for a player that started playing football late, maybe he's a late bloomer. And we all got our fingers crossed after what we've gone through this year. So anything else you want to add, Ray? uh, Anything. COVID, the Miami game, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, this is a big game for us to just see if, uh, if we're, uh, not the worst team in the league. I mean, because so far we beat the Texans, but you know, we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if, if we got the better quarterback or not, you know, it was interesting real quick was that when I saw the stats for, Zach and for Lawrence, they're very similar. Just, you know, Zach has, what is it? Six touchdowns and nine interceptions, but, uh, but uh, uh, Lawrence has nine interceptions and like four or nine touchdowns and 14 interceptions, something like that. So they're both really way underperforming what was expected. Yeah, I know. And, and so, all I read on Twitter is Jet fans rationalizing how they got the better choice because of the statistics, but I I would trade them even up. So like yeah. yesterday, you know. And the the only thing that drives me nuts, I see this commercial with Trevor Lawrence, and I just it reminds me of like, commercial. No, it's like I don't know which one. There's long hair. It reminds me of Farrah Fawcett doing a shampoo commercial. I just. It's it's you like one for Subway, and you would think it's a hair commercial. I don't, yeah, is that? I mean, I think that's the Subway commercial. It could you be. Know what, you know what? Uh, sadly, I think 
that after watching how the Jets have played with Mike White and with uh, Joe Flacco that I, I think that uh, we'd be doing and, and he'd be doing a lot better on the Jets, Lawrence I'm talking about, than he is in Jacksonville because of the mess that Urban Meyer started I, I, down there. I, I think you're right. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and I didn't even mention his name. I just mentioned I called him the coach. But I, I knew this was going to happen. Remember, we kept talking. I kept updating you. but And I just kept saying to myself, don't get rid of him until after the jet game. Don't get rid of him until after Because I, they were like, you know, there was such chaos. But, of course, they got rid of him. And that's what happens. All right. For Ray Clifford and uh, Marty Shupak and Jets Rewind, check out our website. Uh, JetsRewind.com and uh, we're going to be back on the air hopefully right after the game on Sunday. Until next time.